Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Good evening, afternoon, morning, everyone. Ooh, what is that? Oh, that's on my game. Sorry. Sad. Uh, <laughs> Cody, how are you? Okay. You okay? <laughs> We've both been through something in these last couple, these last 24 hours. So, something that wasn't fun, but that's... I, I think you're going to be surprised. Okay. Um... So as you can see by the title, we're talking today about the snowman, which I'm almost certain is the longest running storyline in this entire podcast. Because I think I rec- I recommended the book to you in like episode two or three, and, and I listened read to it, it shortly thereafter. And we've just been salivating over this movie ever since, and it's finally here with quite the fanfare, I should say. Um, Josh is not with us. Obviously, he is stuck in a hot air balloon. So we're gonna try to we're gonna try to oh, get him no. down. Balloon boy, not again. Yeah, I know. Thought we were done with this. I do you remember balloon boy. I remember. I exactly do. Where I, I, was. I don't remember where I was. I mean, it wasn't a nine eleven or anything, but I was like, I remember in, it happening. I was at my friend's house, and it was like after school, and it was, I think it was in uh, must have been in junior high, maybe high school though. And we were hanging out at his house, just doing whatever. And his dad randomly calls us, and he's like, like on the house phone, he's like, "Hey guys, turn on CNN." It was like a kid stuck in a balloon. <laughs> like and we an just idiot. watched for a little while, and I'm like, "Okay, this is kind of dumb." And then we left. And for some reason, that's that memory is just ingrained into my mind. Um, so, what? Balloon Boy, didn't they just want to do it for a TV show? Um. Yeah, something like that. Mad I watched respect. a whole like half hour YouTube video about about it. About a guy defending the dad or whatever. It was weird. And this kid's name was Falcon. His name was Falcon. He looks like a kid named Falcon though, so I don't I know, and didn't one <laughs> one of them puked on the Today Show, didn't didn't he? <laughs> uh, maybe. It was probably Falcon. I think it was. Trying to feed his young. So the the family apparently was featured on Wife Swap a couple of times, and that's, yes, yeah, that's when they got the when they they the first bug. flirted with uh with with fame and fortune. They're like, <laughs> you know what, we could probably do this. It's like, ah, oh, god. Oh Welcome man, to our Balloon, Balloon Boy podcast. Balloon Boy was a moment. That was a that moment. was it was a collective yeah, October fifteenth collective memory of uh, the United States. That was. Oh, that was like five, eight years ago, almost to the day. We're recording this Let's on the twenty. So I was in high. Was I in high school? Oh, yeah, I was in high school. Yeah, I was fourteen, so I must have been eighth, eighth grade, freshman year at the yeah. latest. That was nuts. God, you remember where you were when Challenger exploded? The towers no, came down. We weren't. And... We weren't alive when Challenger exploded, were we? No, I'm just collectively. Like people say, oh, I remember where I was. It's like, yeah, it collective was memory. And then it was Nixon when he w- left and was like resigned or whatever. And then Challenger, 9-11, and then Balloon Boy. So way to go, America. See, the world's always been shit. We, a Balloon Boy was a thing. I don't know. Um, so today, uh, yeah, before we get to the main event, the snowman and all that stuff, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about box office this year. We don't really talk about box office, but it feels like an appropriate time to kind of um, 
see where things are going. Um, you mean as a concept? I don't understand. No, just with this year. With this with this year. So, to date, we have had three billion-dollar movies. Uh, what do you think the highest-grossing movie of, the, of 2017 is? 2017. That's been a long year. Um, crap. I, I know Star Wars is probably going to be it, but not yet. What movies have come? Can you give me like a list to guess from? <laughs> uh, sure. Wonder Woman, Guardians Two, Fate of the Furious, Beauty and the Beast. Um, definitely Wonder Woman was one. No, I mean, I'm talking about the number one, like top of the. Oh, the the number one. The number one. Yeah. Give me that list again. Uh, Wonder Woman, Guardians Two, Fate of the Furious, Beauty and the Beast. Guardians 2, probably. Incorrect. Beauty and the Beast. Really? Yeah. $1.263 billion. That movie kind of deserves it, not going to lie. Number two is Fate of the Furious with $1.238 billion. That movie does not deserve it. (laughs) Well, get ready for number three. Despicable Me 3, $1.027 billion. And then Spider-Man: Homecoming at eight hundred seventy-nine million. Wolf Warrior Two at eight hundred seventy million. That? It's a Chinese movie, but mad respect that it was able to make eight hundred seventy million dollars without America. Uh, Guardians Two is six with eight hundred sixty-three. Wonder Woman Seven with eight twenty-one. Pirates of the Caribbean is eight with seven ninety-four. It is nine with six thirty-five and million, obviously. And then Logan is currently tenth with six hundred and sixty. Wow. So we have four billion dollar movies this year, or three billion dollar movies this year. Two thousand sixteen had four in total. I don't know Star Wars was one. Twenty sixteen, right? Twenty sixteen. I'll just give them to you. Uh, Finding yeah. Dory, Zootopia, Captain America, and then Rogue One. And Jungle Book finished with nine sixty six. So they were basically there, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but more specifically, actually, well, let's see what what has the chance to make a billion. So Thor Ragnarok, probably not going to make a billion. Yeah, I wouldn't count on that one. Uh, Lady Bird, uh, maybe. <laughs> the How fuck is we- that? <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, no, know? I know what that is. That's, a, that's yeah. an indie movie. Yeah. How funny would it be, though, if we made Lady Bird like a billion-dollar movie? That would be awesome. That'd be really, like, that would be really so good. That would be okay. It looks okay. It looks kind of... Uh, it looks like such a wholesome movie. I don't know. It's not. Do you like Greta Gerwig? Even, fuck who's that yeah okay she, you don't know sure. she's like the she's like the indie lebron james basically oh really of indie movies yeah like she's yeah she's twee as fuck it's and i love her she's funny um francis ha is pretty good if you ever want to check it out um let's see so that's not gonna justice league i think they're banking on that being a billion i don't see it happening personally but you know stranger things have happened Suicide Squad made like eight hundred and whatever, so maybe that'll be fine. Maybe that'll get there. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, it looks like Star Wars is the only one that you can bank on getting a billion. So, so th- this probably get so... a billion its first night. Oh yeah, easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this puts twenty seventeen maybe with five, which is more than respectable. Five, definitely four, but maybe five billion billion dollar movies. Uh, 2015 had five. What was the first year that we had a billion dollar movie? Ooh, let's see. I'm going. So 2014, they only had one billion dollar movie, which was Transformers. But 2013 Ugh. was kind of lame. Uh, 2013 had two, Frozen and Iron Man three. 
2012, they had four with From the Top Down, Avengers, Skyfall, Dark Knight Rises, and The Hobbit. 2011 had $3 billion. From the top, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 2, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, and then the Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. So let's find the last time there's not a billion. 2010 had two, Toy Story 3 and Wonder Woman. 2009. Wait, hold on. What? In when? 2010? Yeah, Toy Story. Oh, I'm sorry. Toy Story 3 and Alice in Wonderland. What the hell? (laughs) It's not even remotely the same. I mean, female. I don't know. You're just a sexist. Let's just move past this. I see all all women are the same because I respect them all the same. (laughs) Oh, nice. Um, 2009 was weird. They only had $1 billion movie, but it was a $2 billion movie because it was Avatar. So that's funny. Uh, That doesn't count, though. Yeah, I know. 2008 had... Technically, Dark Knight made nine hundred ninety-seven billion or million. Let's give it that. I'll give that to them. But I know that they made, they might have done an Oscar re-release and then gotten to a billion. Yeah, uh, two thousand seven didn't have any, so the first one must have been two, th- or no, the first one was Titanic, wasn't it? I don't know. That's why I'm asking because I want to account for inflation too. Yeah, that's true. Well, and once you throw inflation in there, well, I mean, I mean, like. Because our money's being worth less now. Yeah. This is weird. 19... I know, like, the, when you do inflation, wasn't Gone with the Wind like the best movie of all time? Basically. As far as money goes. It's weird. 1998, Armageddon was the highest grossing movie of the year with $553 million. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Titanic made $1.8. I think that was the first straight up billion dollars. But like you said, with inflation, it just, you know, things are different. Um, man, it's so weird to see like rom coms in the top ten of the year. <laughs> yeah, Dr- Jurassic Park made nine hundred fourteen million in ninety three, so that was like the big, you know, that was the first big one that got really close. Mm-hmm. But, but I wanted to talk more about um, about this year and specifically, um, I think we've had a pretty good run of movies making what they deserve. If that makes sense, <laughs> yeah. Like, Get Out was budgeted at $5 million bucks, right? And it made, you know, I think the current standing is somewhere around $250 million. An infinite amount of money. Yeah, which is just, and all by word of mouth. But this all came about, I started thinking about this, because of uh, Blade Runner. It's not doing very well. It, well, but, how did Arrival do? Arrival did gangbusters for a movie of its of its kind blade runner was there's a similar movie though yeah blade runner budgeted at 150 million and has brought in 162 million oh wow so far but there's a couple of little interesting points arrival cost only 47 mil and excuse me it made just over 200 million but blade runner yeah but blade runner is is still hasn't been released in in china and japan yet so I mean oh, we're so that's gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, they love sci-fi. Maybe, maybe I'm not 100 percent sure. I think Japan's or China's definitely gonna eat it up because they love sci-fi. But I don't I don't see those two markets putting it to wherever profitable is. Um, but uh, yeah, I honestly the the only movie that I can think of that I was like that needed to make a ton of cash and it didn't was was Blade Runner, which is kind of nice because, you know, we're not getting those, wow, this movie was amazing and fantastic, but nobody <laughs> saw it. You know? We're not getting those uh, Suicide Squads. 
Well, no, that's completely different. <laughs> and that that made too much money for what it deserved. That's true. Right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, but we, I guess we haven't gotten the inverse of that very very much too. Like there, yeah, there's a lot of wow that made way more money than it deserved. Those are always there, but I'm okay with that as long as there aren't too many. Wow, that did not make enough money for how good it was. You know. Uh huh. So I don't know. It's box office is always interesting. It does it does strange things like Kingsman. For instance, is budgeted at 104 million, has only made 290 so far, which I, which I'm sure is profitable. But the first one made like over half a uh, half a billion. So I mean, to be fair, this one's not as good. So kind of yeah, makes but, sense. But I mean, the Transformers movies are never as good as the last one. But those well, make a lot those of... were never as good as those. Those uh, what? All those <laughs> movies suck. Yeah, for the most. I'm trying part. to say. Yeah. Um, something like Wind River, also, just, we're talking about movies that deserved to make more. That was budgeted at $11 million, has made 40 so that's pretty good. I've never even heard of that movie. Wind it's River? Like, it's the Jeremy Renner movie, but... Yeah, it's actually really good. I never Not, saw it. It's from the, it's written and directed by the same guy who made Hell or High Water, and it's oh, nowhere... It's good. Yeah, it's nowhere near as good as that, but it's okay. It's pretty good. Um... One of the one movie you liked that was, I guess, supposed to be bigger budget, but ended up right in the middle was Dark Tower, that cost sixty and made one seventeen. So that's, I don't think that's profitable well, because I saw they were trying to, uh, I, they're just trying to kick something off. I don't know. I think people took that movie too seriously. Yeah, maybe. I think it's got to be. It's a real adaptation of an eight book series. Just like watch it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. know. I saw tons of advertising for that. So something tells me they, they're barely making money off of it um and then a horrible movie that i'm glad is tanking is valerian which was budgeted <laughs> at 100 and up to 180 million has made 225 so that didn't do well which... what do you mean that guy's a visionary director he deserves everything but then you got a ghost story which is budgeted at a hundred thousand dollars and made just under two mil so i almost bought that today yeah i just i i've done that too but i was like when am i gonna watch this you know, I have to be like really, really sad to watch it. Yeah, and then at that point, why watch it? You know. Uh, also, you Baby know, Driver. Know, every album come and goes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, Baby Driver, which Edgar Wright is—he's like the patron saint of wow, this movie's great, but didn't make as much money as it should. Like Scott Pilgrim was in—I didn't. I don't, did he even make its budget back? I hope so. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, but Baby Driver cost $34 million and has made 226 so Oh, far. wow. So that's pretty good. And something like The Big Sick, $5 million, made $52 million. Um, uh, what other movies did we like? Obviously, Wonder Woman did really well. Alien Covenant kind of was a Kingsman sort of thing where it cost not a lot and made over half that or over double that, but it's still kind of like mm, not the best, you know? Yeah. Um, let's see. Fate did great. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell bombed hardcore. What are some, what are some of the movies? What are some movies that you like this year? I'm trying to think of talked about all of them. Yeah. Okay. Honk Skull Island. That did, that's a movie that did way better than it should have. That movie blue. That movie sucked. I know Josh would be like, it's fine, it's entertaining. It's, it's not fun. fine. It's not entertaining. It's boring. And it the really guy, is. the monkey walks like. Oh, I mean, sorry. The ape Damn walks you. like a man, and it's annoying. Yeah. He's just a dude. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh. There's just, the movie is the most like lazy and most uninspired thing I've, I've seen in a long time. Like there's nothing interesting in that entire movie. The characters suck. It's just a ripoff of Apocalypse Now. Like it, it's, it's uh, like a bad ripoff of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Like the like there are worse movies I've seen this year, but I'm not sure I've hated one as viscerally as I've hated that one, you know? Uh-huh. Like that might I might have to put that very close to the bottom of my uh, of my end of the year list just because just out of principle you know uh-huh but uh oh another movie that didn't make as much as it should have is battle of the sexes which i talked about a couple weeks ago that was 25 million he's taking in about 11 or 12 which kind of sucks especially in a post la la land world i wonder why that movie costs so much well, that's not a lot. Twenty-five millions. I, I know, but for the movie that we got, it's just a bunch of people playing tennis. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that at the end. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Box office is oh, and one one last one. War of the Planet of the Apes cost one hundred and fifty. Uh, take uh, has made four hundred and eighty-six. So okay, that's not bad. It's not bad, but the point is. I'm very I'm happy with how the box office is going. With other than a few exceptions like with Blade Runner and Battle of the Sexes to a lesser degree because, you know, that's not that's kind of a lower risk kind of yeah. Yeah. It, it's not going to be a two, 300 million dollar movie, which I'm sure they're aware no. of. That's a great cable movie though. Um They definitely weren't going in thinking we're yeah. going to make the next Titanic. Yeah, yeah. I, just at this point, it's. I just feel like we're getting a lot of le- a lot of or a lot less. Um, this movie's fantastic, but like nobody saw it. You know. Uh, so Twitter. So case in point, Twitter is actually good for something, Cody. <laughs> That's a lie. Well, word of mouth spreads. I think <laughs> pretty well. Twitter still sucks though. Uh, any thoughts on uh, the state of the box office? The state of the box office. I mean. What else are we going to say? Yeah. Nothing. I have nothing else to say to that. This is all you. This is your thing, buddy. Okay. I don't pay attention to box office. All right. All right. I I only do it for like you know, you know the reasons I just said. Just what's what deserves money and what's actually getting the money, and I just think mm-hmm. we're at a good balance. So something fun that to talk about that we don't usually talk about. So. Um. Well, we don't talk about it unless you make me guess, and I have no <laughs> idea how it works, and I hate it. It's fine. Just so you know. We need to do that again soon. We no, really, we don't. We really you. Had, no, we're not doing that. You do really well. I don't. You do really well. I just When I go third and I can guess in between you guys, I do. No, I've I've put you first before and you've done pretty well. We'll do just one guess. for, uh, let's see, what's coming out that's interesting? Have we not done one for Star Wars? What are you talking about? We'll do one for Thor coming up. Thor. With Thor? Yeah. Thor, why not? It's going to make you Thor. Yeah. Uh, all right, I've stalled as long as I can. Let's talk about the snowman. Ugh. Relax. I don't know what to say, man. Got my heart broken, Cody. <laughs> Got my heart broken. Yeah, that's too bad for you. You liked the snowman. I didn't hate it. You didn't hate it, though. No, it wasn't as good as the book. It was never going to be as good as the book, but... I, I didn't think it was that bad. I think the critics were being way too harsh on it for some reason. 
well, throw me in there because this movie's abysmal. It's not even that bad. I think it is, man. It hit all of the the main points. But the way it was communicated was just piss poor, I think. (laughs) Like, this is some of the worst pacing I think I've ever seen. Like, this makes... Here's how bad this was. I don't I don't hate it as much as this movie, but this is this is what I thought coming out. It's like, wow. <laughs> the Book of Henry was just directed and paced so much better than this. And that makes me so sad. So unbelievably sad. I don't think it was paced poorly. I mean, I was I was interested the whole time. I know, just like the, the random 2-second shots of nothing and just the movie never really gets into a rhythm, you know? Like, you never... I or Maybe you had a different experience, but I never felt like, okay, now we're, now we're starting. You know, now we're settling into the groove and we're getting into the story. I just never had that. It was just so choppy. And for somebody who's read the book, I had kind of a difficult time following what exactly was happening. So I can't imagine what this is like for somebody who has not read the book, you know? Like if you tr- if you look at it from that perspective, it's just it's incredibly frustrating. If I'm just this going is, through this, if cold. you're looking at it, it's just a mediocrely told story. I just I don't think it was as bad as you're making it out to be. Uh, I'm not. Mm. I think you went in expecting an Oscar-worthy movie. I was expecting something that was, you know, uh, that would live up to the pedigree that this has. You know, Thomas Alfredson. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is my 10th favorite movie ever. And I really, really, really enjoyed this book. And yet here we are. <laughs> uh, with a movie that just is misses the mark completely, I think. Um, and, you know, I... Early, like in January, I put together and locked in a list that my projected top 10 of 2017 just to see how different it would be. And I had Snowman at number one. And I... And that was not just because I think this is going to be a great, like a fantastic movie. I thought it would be very good. But if it was able to bring that particular story into life, then how could I not like it? And it didn't And it didn't even clear that bar of bringing this story to life. Like it was, if they got everything right and then, you know, the performances were bad, the direction was bad or whatever, then, you know, sure, that it is what it is, but... This doesn't even communicate the story well, I don't think. Like, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the changes that were made. So okay. So, spoilers, I don't know, because if anybody cares, I don't. Katrina Bratt doesn't die, first of all, in the book. Her, her plot was way more interesting in that. In this, she just is a, you know, she's just another body, basically. She played her part. I know, but I found, I really, I thought the book version of it was a lot more interesting where she is sort of where Harry sort of thinks she's the snowman for a bit like how interesting is that like his new partner could be the snowman what that's, that's i'm gonna it. tell you the biggest problem with this movie and this is why you didn't like it i'm gonna tell you this right now i have, i think i know why got it there was no internal monologue oh we no yeah we couldn't go through what harry was thinking and i think that frustrated you See, I that I that didn't even frustrate me because Harry I and I I understand that like Harry Potter the Harry Potter movies they never have a model like an internal monologue like that and you know the snowman's was I th- I think the internal monologues of the snowman because were 
a lot more interesting than the ones in Harry Potter just because he's such a he's like an older more gruff character or whatever so I wasn't expecting there to be anything like that but a, a good screenwriter has to fill in the gaps a little bit or a good director has to you know kind of get into the actor's head and show them how to communicate things that in the book are being thought you know and that's another mm-hmm. problem is the acting. I mean, we know this movie had production issues. So if we push that aside just for now, after, well, after I say this, because the, the performances feel like they were, like, you know, if if we just like take one of a scene, it's supposed to be the worst one, right? And then, okay, we're at take 24. We nailed it, you know? Mm-hmm. This movie feels like it's made completely of take 12s. Where like you're you're not it's not bad, but you're like halfway to something good or interesting. I didn't think anybody was that bad. Um, maybe Oleg wasn't that great of an actor. Oh, that kid was terrible. That him uh, in the last scene was just he looked like he was watching TV, not about to see his mom beheaded. <laughs> like, uh, um, like I don't know. I just I don't know where our experiences differed. I don't know. If I, I went in expecting a worse movie, I guess. See, I, went, I don't know. I this this is a lot like when I went and saw Dark Tower. It's getting shitty shit reviews, but honestly, it was entertaining enough. It got me through two hours of time. Uh, I guess I can see that. I do, I just I don't know. You and I have never really been this far apart in a movie before. I mean, we this both. Is, We've we've liked and not liked something, but you know before when that's you know that's normal. But I've never I don't think we've I've ever been like I just don't understand your thoughts at all, which is fine. I don't that's get yours thing. either. I mean, you're just okay. I I, I think you're crazy. expecting too much out of it. You you I expected something capable, something oh fine, but I don't know. Like I I saw the reviews. I saw this movie's getting shit on. I was like, there's. I said to myself, like, there's no way it could be that bad. People are blowing it out of proportion, which, you know, happens every now and again. And... It is what's happening. Oh, got him. <laughs> uh, but I just, I agree with him, man. I don't, it, I think it is bad. And it's just awkward, too. That's the thing about this movie. It's just incredibly awkward. Like, when when Harry Hole uh, goes, walks into the house or whatever, and the little girl is, like, in a donkey mask... And he just goes, like, at her a bunch of that times. Was awesome. Like, why was she in a donkey mask? Best part of the movie. Maybe. Which isn't too much. And then there's the scene after they go after they go and see the chicken lady. You remember that? Yeah. Chloe Savini, where they, they leave, and you just see a shot of them driving down this road, and there's just this weird voiceover of a conversation, but you never cut inside the car. You're just staring at the car from the outside, like in a drone shot or whatever. And then, you know, the, like Harry urgently says, you know, we have to turn around or somebody says urgently, we have have to turn around or whatever. You don't really see the car turn around. You just see it like turn onto a curve. That was a good point. So I was like, so I'm just like, okay, you just, you just like, oh, we need B-roll. And they threw B-roll to something and then got the actors to record lines. And speaking of recording lines, Val Kilmer, what? Oh, wow. No, yeah, there's no excusing him. Not it. No, it's he was garbage. Yeah, I mean, he was fine, I guess, physically, but they ADR'd him to shit, man. 
it was like that's the chop that's some of the choppiness I'm talking about. Yeah, some of it's the pacing and the editing. And that stuff is just hard to get rid of. But the I mean the Val Kilmer scenes were just awful. Like he was eighty yard with somebody with a completely different voice and his character just he just doesn't look very good. Which I hope no, his health no. is okay. I'm hoping for the best for for him. Cause it seems like a cool guy. He was my Batman for a while. Um, but like the the Gert Rofto flashbacks were not communicated well at all. That is true. And I'll give you like, that one. Like there's that um, there's that folder that Harry steals with like the there's a woman on in one of the photos like Aisa uh, uh, or Asa or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the girl on the the mountain. Yeah, and that's what. Gert Rafto was doing, but and I'm fine with like a show don't tell because they do a lot of that. That I was pretty, I was interested in, especially with Fassbender. Um, but you got to tell me something because, like, like I said, I'm trying to look at this from somebody who hasn't read the book, like I do with every adaptation of some anything sort that of I've hint read. that we were in the past. I don't know what you're saying. Some sort of hint that we were in the past, or just why we're there in the first place. That's the thing. And they they change. I mean, they they changed his um, uh, his storyline because in the book they find him like he goes missing and they find him in a freezer, like stuffed in a freezer, basically. And this one, it's like, oh yeah, he you know shot his head off in his cabin or whatever, and that just kind of oversimplifies it into something that is just a lot less interesting. And the the search for the killer, like, he, do they even investigate the killer? Do they even like? try to find who the killer is he just sort of be like oh it's this guy he traps around for a little bit and they're like oh okay well it's that guy there was a much better lead in in the book and it just it followed a much better story I guess it just felt like the mystery was taking a back seat to something that wasn't even in the movie <laughs> it feels like the, it was supposed to be the B plot and the A plot was maybe Fassbender or Hole or whatever as as a dad or something like that. I don't know. What what thing? What other things did you not like about this? Val Kilmer is my number one. Um, I mean, this movie didn't really offend me too much. That's the thing. I'm, and I I just want to communicate this now that I didn't particularly like this movie. It was just kind of middle of the road. It was the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. I honestly have forgotten most of it already. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> not a very it's not a very memorable movie. It's not going to be on my bookshelf. No. My Blu-ray collection. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Yeah. Yeah. Here's. Oh, I'm going to tell you the biggest thing. Oh the biggest yeah. Omission from the movie or from the book. Why didn't they make the nipples a big deal? Yeah, that's true. Wasn't that what tipped him off <laughs> in the first book? Yeah, so in the book, the main, the killer doesn't have any like it, nipples. It's just I hate saying that word. I don't know. I don't know. Cat that and catheter just drive me nuts. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like that's that's what clues Harry into him to the killer being the killer. Who is his ex-wife's boyfriend or whatever? It's you know uh-huh. you have to kind of call Harry's detective skills into questioning just based on this movie. In the book, I think they communicate pretty well that like yeah, there's no way it could be Matthias or Matthias or however you want to say it. But in the movie, yeah. it's like it's so obviously Matthias. 
Like it could could it be any it couldn't be anybody else. In the movie, I don't think it was that obvious. Uh, the way they framed it, I think I think so. But or just the how they visually kind of tell different stuff. Um, can we talk about J.K. Simmons for a second? I mean, the biggest wasting wasted opportunity in the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, he was. He didn't even do anything. Yeah, that's true. I uh, I hate that they cut out the TV scene. You remember that when Harry Hall went on like an interview show with uh, J.K. Simmons' character and a couple other people? Um, I remember the first time that he did, and he was sloshed. Yeah, they they had that was a really that was a really cool sequence in the book that I that I enjoyed. Um, probably what I mean, maybe it's one of those fifteen percent of the movie that was cut out. Who knows? But speaking of Arve Stope, why did he take pictures of women randomly? Like I get, I don't with know. The, like they, with the prostitute, didn't... I get it, or whatever she was. Like the guy, this Weasley dude from who was in Tinker Tailor, actually, like brings him to her in this like secluded area, and then he he like takes her dress off and he takes a picture of her like you know front side naked or whatever. I was like, okay, that's you know, he that's obviously fine. doesn't think much of her, and it's a private setting, sure. But then Katrina Bratt goes to a little party and ta- starts flirting with him. And he's just like, okay, we'll see you later. And then he takes a picture of her and just stands behind this cupboard while his security guard. <laughs> like, did you remember that shot? Where he's just, yes, that was amazing. You see half of his face, like, just his head's, like, tilted down. He's it's just like, being a little creep. It's like uh, if he was in, um, like, middle school yeah. and passed a note to uh, Rebecca <laughs> Ferguson's character and says, do you like me? Yes, no. Yes, no, pick one or circle one. And then he's just standing behind the corner looking out. <laughs> that, see, that, char- that character just didn't make any sense at all. At all. And, yeah, they do the whole Katrina Bratt was Gert Rafto's daughter and she wanted to get at him, I guess. And then the... <laughs> After she, by the way, after she found um, uh, Edar Vetlison, the doctor, with like a his head chopped off in his garage, which I'm pretty sure doesn't happen. His in the head, book, but whatever. Shot off. Oh, that's right, right, right. Because apparently that's the snowman's new mo. Yeah. Here's how clumsy this movie is. We see her find the body, and then it immediately cuts to that day when Harry Hole shows up at the house, and the chief is like, "Yeah, she's suspended." just immediately but why <laughs> see that's the, that's what i'm talking about with flow and pacing because even in even in bad cop movies they have that show where like you're off the force give me your badge you know that kind of crap which the, which the book did a really good job at confronting cop think cop movie or cop story cliches and then they kind of subverted them and stuff like that but this movie mm-hmm. those scenes just weren't there which is what i think sets it apart from your basic pop boiler because it is so it is a lot smarter than it seems, and this is just so unbelievably stupid. <laughs> That's um, and they try to like put in the uh, the main theme. Of this movie is supposed to be like fathers and sons. Did you get that? Did, did that I, did that jump I out got, at all? Yeah, that made sense to me because they shoved it down your throat. Exactly, and it, by saying, but it, they shoved it down <laughs> your throat. And it was also seemed really undercooked to me. Like, Every I did, about four minutes. You would have a scene of uh, somebody saying, he doesn't even know who his father is, though. Yeah, no, like, apparently, Norway is just full of illegitimate children, I guess. Like, I was, uh, no, I was listening to the book on the way back down, from, or up from Ithaca. Yeah. And apparently one in five people don't know who the real dad is. Like, in the world? In Sweden, maybe. Oh. 
but I don't know. Maybe that's a lot more uh, more of a thing in Scandinavian countries. Maybe. I mean, they're better. I feel than like us I don't know many way. people who don't know who their father is. I don't know any people. I don't think. Mm. I know. I don't. I know who my father is, and I know who my daddy is. Basically, it's Mick Jagger. Oh. Spoiler alert. Love him. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, what are some things? Seen that music video of him almost kissing David Bowie. Dancing in the street. That might be yeah. the greatest piece of art ever created. Just saying. <laughs> that episode of Family Guy where they show it in, in its in its entirety. <laughs> yeah, I like when Family Guy does random stuff like that. That's funny. Um, but uh, so this, what are some other things you liked about it? Um, it was a very pretty movie. Yeah, and it wasn't completely gray, but it was shot very well. Yeah, like that ending scene when Harry gets shot and he's just like laying That's on cool. the ice and the killer or like uh, uh, Matthias or whatever. And it's just super wide and he comes on the other side of the screen. They're like silhouetted and stuff. That was pretty cool. That's good. And that. you have all the nice little uh, snow shots. and Yeah, speaking of the ending, the, en- the ending scene or the second ending scene and the beginning cold open were different from the book. Like in the in the book, yeah. In the book, there's a mother, and she like is with her son, and she pulls up to a house, and is like, "I'll just be a minute," and she goes in, and she is, you know, doing the dirty with Matthias. Who guy. We later find out is Matthias, and she like leaves her son in the car for a really long time, and then in the time that it took her to do whatever she was doing, a snowman was built, which was kind of like creepy and or whatever. And in the movie, it's Matthias. As a little boy, just looking, yeah, watching, and then like this guy comes over, who he later finds out is his dad, and then he like gives him schooling lessons and slaps his mom if he gets it wrong, but then he's <laughs> so weird, yeah. But then he leaves, and they just freak out. Like what? Like another thing, communication. Why is it so bad that he's leaving? What's the consequence of him leaving? I figured he was the one taking care of them. I know, but like, why would it, why would he not come back? That's the thing. I have no. I think he said, "I'm not coming back." But why? I didn't. Fuck. I just I didn't know. know. I didn't know that anything about that scene. And that another thing. That's another thing. If you read the book, and if that was in the book, then maybe you can get away with like, "Oh, well, the people who read the book to them." They know, oh, he's he. They don't want to believe because blank, and the audience just thinks it's a cool scene that sets up the killer later, but it's not in the book at all. So I'm just as confused as the audience. Like, what am I supposed to take from this? What are the con- <laughs> what are the stakes of and of this scene? And then it ends with the revelation that Matthias was the little boy from earlier in the movie. I don't. You know, that's never even explicitly oh it is yeah. isn't it? and then it his is. mom like they the guy leaves and here's another thing the guy leaves they freak out so my first thought was okay well they must not be able to go anywhere because it's freezing and like maybe he brings them supplies like gasoline and food and stuff but then they just get in a car and follow him like why <laughs> <laughs> and then the mom just kind of they're driving like really fast through the through the snowy mountains of fucking norway or whatever and then the mom is just like, eh, I'm done. And she just freezes up completely on her own volition. And then the car like goes onto a like a frozen river. And the kid pulls the e-brake. And, he, and then the car is just sitting on ice. So then it 
because it's heavy. <laughs> gotta right? go, he mom. Come on, get out of the car. Out. Yeah, exactly. He gets out and he's like, "All right, well, we better get out of this car." <laughs> Mom's just staring at him. <laughs> she just sits there. What are you doing? Like, why? Like, I get it. The guy's a dick. He does. He slaps around and stuff, and it's not her kid. But why is she doing that? What is her motivation? Why is she... that's such a drastic thing to do that she just doesn't seem to really care about? She's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna slowly sink to my death. Brb. It's how I want to go out. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, he wasn't. She wasn't your mother. He was your father. Like so, why is that important? I don't know. But the last scene, the confrontation, whatever, in the book, it was really cool because. Harry realized what was going on, and then he went to the house that Matthias and Raquel and Oleg currently live in. And, like, the basically what happens in the book sort of happens, in, or what happens in the movie sort of happens in the book, where Harry, like, goes in there and he, like, gets his fingers cut off and on the wire thing, and then they, like, fall out a window, right? And then Matthias mm-hmm. is killed somehow, I think. I'm not sure. But in this one, they go to... I Ma- specifically, I don't remember in the book... Yeah. I don't think Matthias was there. I think wasn't she sitting on like a pile of snow? Yeah, it was a really cool her, setup. And like, uh, if you listen she to was our about to be hanged by that thing, exactly. Like if you listen to our podcast from I don't even know which one, so good luck finding it. But yeah, we talk about it, and you're like, "Oh, I'm almost at the end." And then the next episode after the end, you're like, "Wow, that was awesome!" Because that is an <laughs> awesome ending scene to anything. Really, the stakes were so high, and it was such a cool scene. And this one, it was just. He, like, kicked him or something. The editing was so poor. I didn't even know what was going on. So, yeah, I guess Oleg did something. And then Raquel was, like, I, don't, I have no fucking idea either. It was, Oleg was the worst, by the way. Oleg was not a good... I didn't feel for that kid at all. His whole storyline, made like, made no sense. It was sense. a lot better in the book. Wasn't he younger in the book? Yeah, he was, like, seven. And this That's what like I 15. thought, too, because he was still at that point where he was, like, I love you, Dad. Yeah, all the time, and I'm like, stop. And this one, it's like there's a whole thing of like, oh, like ran away, and it's just the do- the adults are talking about, it and it's like he was at a friend's house. He's fine. Don't worry it's about like, it. Oh. It's like okay, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> Good to know. Um, yeah, just. <sighs> and the movie tried to be funny. Did you notice I that? No. The scene where. Harry takes Oleg to the concert, and it's just this weird guy. Oh, yeah, that was super out of place. Yeah, Like, I remember they went to a concert, but it was like a Slipknot concert. Yeah, something. I think it was Slipknot. And then they met up with Katrin at, like, a diner or something like that, and then they got called off to the case. And this one, she calls him, and then he drops him off, and then he just leaves. <laughs> See you, son. By the way, the scene I, I'll I'll say this: the scene with Gert Rafto when he first like shows up and then goes to the body where there's no dialogue; it's just him walking around, and then there's the the only audio is like Nat sound, the score, and then like police chatter, like radio chatter. That was pretty cool. That was interesting. Like, do all of do every single, or maybe not every single, because it might not work with some, but do the flashbacks like that? Differentiate the flashbacks through. We're changing up the storytelling completely, and we're changing up the style completely, and it's totally different. You know what um, I was thinking was kind of intrusive? One of the things I didn't like about it was the score was kind of – or the music, I guess. It's the same thing. Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, was just 
don't know. It wasn't necessary all the time. Yeah, it was. Like, it was very like it. It's it's a kind of score. I like. I, th- I think I've heard it called a sting before, where it's supposed to jump in at crucial points. It's like the Halloween theme, basically. Uh huh. To Halloween, to that what that theme is to that movie is this quote unquote theme is to this movie, but it just it just felt like it was used at random, and like I don't know. I didn't like it too. It was kind of annoying too. Like I think um, the sound of wind and just the, like they said, the natural sound. I think that would uh, have yeah. worked better in this movie because I don't know. Norway's cold. Yeah, and I like hearing wind. <laughs> so <laughs> the little girl from the opening scene with the goat with the goat mask or whatever. She. Yeah. Was, I hated her. I don't know why. I just hated her. Well, I, in the book. Weren't there two kids? I think she was a boy in the book, actually. Because I'm trying to remember if... uh, I thought there was at least another kid. Uh, Let me look. I'm going to look that up right now. Something like that. Um, Another thing that was kind of annoying is, like, Norwegians are so freaking pompous. Because, like, there's a scene where Harry Hole shows up to the guy's house... And he just is sitting in the driveway or whatever, and the guy just comes out <laughs> and, and sits in the car. No, he sits in the car, but he just walks out in like a rolled up like collared shirt. Like, it's oh, did no you big notice deal. in one of the scenes? I don't know. I I guess I got kind of so bored during the movie that I was looking at the background, and there were two kids having a snowball fight. Yeah, wearing gym shorts and short sleeve shirts. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. And they horrible. looked freezing, but I was like, God, what? <laughs> Are they extras? Like, they can't yeah, do that I'm to sure kids. Yeah, sure, they're extras. They can't do that to them. Oh, my God. I don't know. Sheesh. It was weird. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Uh, Doesn't yeah. say anything about how many kids this, uh, whatever it's called. Freaking uh, Norway. They're weirdos. The plot wasn't as... Uh, By the way, I love that the whole, like, yeah, we won the the World Cup of Winter yeah, Sports. Shit. Like just make it the Olympics. <laughs> Nobody cares about this stupid thing that you. Well, you're they getting. set the Winter Games. I'm sure it was supposed to be the Olympics. I don't know. I think there's a Winter World Cup. Who cares? Like that was so unnecessary. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't mind that. Like I've heard people well, complaining about it. What it's did like, it that's, do? That's because it <sighs> makes sense that if there's a, you know, that a killer would maybe want to disrupt them getting something like that. I don't know. Yeah, there is no Winter World Cup. Interesting. Maybe if that's even what it's called, I don't know. I, know. <laughs> uh, I don't. I can't think of anything else that I hated, which is good because uh, uh, I just don't want to be sad anymore. <laughs> I think you just need to give it a little bit. No, I hate this movie. I Go in. It. I hate it for bastardizing. Like we. I, it's not just that they made changes from the book that I didn't like. That's that stuff sucks. But you you know I gotta understand that with the movie, they made bad changes and they left out so much more. I'm gonna tell you a little secret, Mason. Okay. Well, the book didn't go anywhere. I know, but it was still an interesting. There. Yeah, it was still but, there. Uh, yeah. Give it another ten years. They'll ten, reboot it. Ten. Ooh, that's a lot. By the way, I think I think a lot of people would who'd hate this movie and don't know anything about the source of two would be 
maybe a little bit more complimentary if they knew that they were adapting the seventh book in like a 13 book series or something yeah that was another thing like i'm glad that they left out all the references to his older yeah um because even going back re-listening to it uh there's a lot of references that he makes in his book to uh old cases that i've only read one other book yeah like australia and japan and stuff like that's that the, the only one i've read was the one that takes place in australia yeah that was a pretty which good is book. super good it's called the bat yeah you also suggested that i read that yeah that one's, that one's all right that one's all that's right real good it's real yeah. good it's a pretty good twist yeah toowoomba uh, toowoomba um then he's like oh i worked with the fbi i'm like hey now you're an all-star. Get your game on. Get played. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I hate this. I really do. Uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Do you have any final thoughts? It was okay. It was fine. Maybe we want to go to Norway, though. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. It's pretty dope. Pretty dope. But All right. Let's give this a grade. Give it a go? five. It's supremely average. It's a, it's a three from me. I don't know. Fuck this movie. You'll be all right, buddy. Should have. <sighs> oh well. All right, watching, reading, listening to. Let's move on. Let's get not sad. Why don't you? Why don't you talk about Battle of the Sexes? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um. So I'm just gonna go right into spoilers for this one. Just. Yeah. Skip five minutes if you don't want to hear it. Well, I mean, that. this happened. This event happened. It happened 30 in real life. Ago, Four but years ago. I'm gonna or tell you tell you a secret uh-huh. that i think that that lesbian subplot was shoved in there completely unnecessarily really i think it was just trying to appeal to well she was a lesbian IRL. i know she was a lesbian but at this time do you think she was actively banging another chick maybe but i just i don't think it was necessary for the story they were trying to tell hmm they just wanted to include that so she could say, yeah, she divorced Larry King, and I looked it up. It's not the real Larry King, like, from the... Yeah, they probably couldn't use his name. Oh, the, oh, oh no, right, that was. I thought that, too. I was like, wow, sh- I thought it would be great. I thought it would have been amazing. No suspenders, though. And Larry King's been married, like, nine times, so it's so possible. it might have been true. Yeah. Really? But, yeah, yeah, like, at the end, there was that singer that said, oh, she divorced her husband, Larry King, yeah. and married some chick... <laughs> I, don't, I liked I liked the lesbian storyline because the movie the the entire movie is about and yeah it's so like what, there's a guy that you don't like David Ehrlich who his his review started off and he gave a negative review but I still think I agree with it this movie was written under the assumption that Hillary Clinton would be president <laughs> <laughs> which is not untrue and this movie is the movie's about the things that women are told they can't do and at that time it was well you can't be gay. I mean, it, but here's the thing: no one was actively going around saying, "Hey, don't be gay." Margaret Court, bro, she was she was the stand-in for the people that don't like gay marriage, and and even Larry. Well, Larry was I like Larry because he was. No, Larry was fine with it. I like yeah. it. Hey, just do what makes you happy. I'm okay yeah. with it. He, he had to deal with his guy. wife cheating on him, but not in a way that can really make him mad because it's not a dude. And I'm sure he knew at some point that she was a lesbian, which. I don't know. I, I know. Just for the story they were trying to tell, I don't think that it was necessary. Okay. I, I disagree. I think I think it worked. I think it was crucial, especially to Billie Jean's character. Because like I said, women can't do this. Women can't do that. And they're I mean, like, the no, thing is, we can do whatever we want. It just kind of got to the point, though, after she's like, yeah, I'll fucking do it, whatever. 
<laughs> the fight that is or her the fight i the wish match. oh my god what if this was a boxing movie that'd be funny um <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just thinking about steve carell and he's so emma good. stone so good um no she's just like whatever i don't need i'm completely asexual from here on out right i'm like whatever just come on right. I, I don't need this but the rest of the movie was good everybody was fine yeah I really Sarah Silverman, so good. She's pretty good too. Way better than Book of Henry, as far as her performance goes. I I just love Sarah Silverman. I don't care. I'm not gonna apologize for it. She's great. Uh, what would, what grade would you give Battle of the Sexes then? I'd give it a seven. No, oh, okay. It's pretty good. See, that's that's gonna be my top ten list. I know it. I love really? that movie. I loved love that movie. Well, I'm glad you loved it. I'll watch that twenty more times before I die. I will probably not. Maybe but then again, one. you're a sports dude, and yeah, I'm not. I just don't give a shit about sports unless it's boxing, I guess. Tennis is underrated. Tennis is fine. Racquetball's better. Okay, it's tennis. Okay, Racquetball is just half half tennis, basically. That's nah, better tennis. The ball is better. Well, in in concept, <laughs> it's half tennis, basically. I guess you're right. Uh, so for my watching, reading, listening, I to... got another one though. Oh, you do? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Shoot. I um I just on the way to the mall, though I saw the movie yet, I finished the Stephen King book. Oh, nice. Called The Stand, which is about a super flu that kills like 90% of the population. Oh, please. It's super good. Please. If you're looking for a Stephen King book to read, Mason, that's, that's your guy. <laughs> nice. I'm done. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I watched a couple of movies, that uh, one of which we're going to be talking about next week. Hashtag Red Dawn. Um, the Meyerowitz Stories on Netflix and Happy Death Day. I'll start with Happy Death, Death Day. It's, it's it's basically Groundhog Day, but with like a murder mystery too. And it's really, it's kind of funny and it knows it's a B-movie and it kind of embraces that. And it's just, it's a surprisingly entertaining flick and I kind of enjoyed it. And I'd recommend it's anybody who's like who needs to kill a couple of hours and um and then the Meyerowitz stories is a Netflix movie made by Noah Baumbach who works actually with Greta Gerwig from earlier in the episode uh they work together a lot it's got Ben Stiller Adam it's dramatic Adam Sandler Dustin Hoffman and other people and I think it kind of I think it kind of sucks I don't really like it that much and it's there's a Adam Sandler plays a dad and he like sends his daughter off to college to she's majoring in filmmaking right, mm-hmm. so she makes a bunch of short films and she sends them back and in both of the short films that she's in she is naked and doing sexual things and he just watches them anyways. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah, and like uh, I'm just like that doesn't I don't care how good the movie is that is an immediate turn off. For me, I'm just like, no thanks. That's really, really weird and creepy. I don't care how liberal or, you know, peace, love, peace and love kind of family you are. That's creepy as, <laughs> creepy as fuck. And <laughs> the movie's just not. The movie's fine overall. I've seen movies that do this kind of thing better, and I don't know. It's just, it's fine. It was kind of disappointing, but um, that is it for me. I think. Um, yeah. So. Next week is, ooh, I think we're going to be able to talk Josh into going to see Jigsaw. 
the new I don't want to see that, though. You, oh, you don't? Not really. Oh, okay. Well, it looks interesting to you. What's coming out? Jigsaw. <laughs> Sorry, let me look. Uh, let me look that up. I just I don't really give a shit about Saw. Really? No. Um, but this movie. is rebooting it. So Jigsaw's out. Let's see Boo Two. We could go Medea see Halloween. Only the Brave, the firefighter propaganda. Nope, not gonna say that. Propaganda. I don't want to get is, in trouble. It is. That's here. fine. That's fine. Propaganda. I'm gonna be on the wrong side of history with this. But until next time, until we figure it out. Uh, you can we'll, follow we'll us. Yeah. yeah, we can follow us at underscore real flicks on the Twitter. Leave us <sighs> an iTunes review. Uh, always appreciated. Thank you for the recent one for I can't remember oh. the name, but do you have that pulled up? We should read it. I I could I would, but I'd have to find it through the podcast app, and it's just impossible. I'll say it next again. next time. I swear to God, we will read it next time. iTunes's podcast app is straight garbage. I oh, absolutely. Ugh, it's terrible. But so until next time. So for the one person who actually listens to us, we will read it out loud for you. <laughs> Promise. That's what Promise. every other podcast in the world does. So I just realized I have to say goodbye at the end of this. It has uh, two dots over uh, over like the U, so we're going to give this a shot. Tonight we're saying goodbye in Albanian, so let's see how it is. Wait, sounds. hold that. Why wouldn't we say it in Norwegian? Because we're going through alphabetically. But I'll I do know, Nor- but come on. Fine, I'll do Norwegian. I'll do and it. The next week you can do Russian for Red Dawn. Okay. Yeah. So I until next that, time. I that makes more I sense. I got it. So until next time, Cody, Hade. I like that. It's spelled H A space D E T. So it's two words. Hade. 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 Matthias. All right. Matthias. Hade, Cody. Hade. Hade. Do you want to build a snowman? Or ride our bike around the halls? I think some company's overdue. I've started talking to the pictures on the walls. Hang in there, Joan. It gets a little lonely. All these empty rooms. Just watching the hours tick by.